What's bugging you, Murphy? Drugs. Drugs bugging. In a laboratory test, female animals treated with the active component in marijuana experienced a 44% death rate among their offspring. They seem to be in a state identical to that curious 20th century Earth disease called hard drug abuse. I just want to shake some tissue for you kids that are using drugs and think about using it. So remember, go! Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Well, I just spent two hours trying to find a pair of snow pants in this town. (laughs) There is literally two feet of snow on the level, but finding a pair of kids' snow pants in this town is impossible. I saw some uh, at the Walled Tucky when I was. They're gone. When we were getting really, there they had nothing. Huh? They had lo- <laughs> they had like one little rack of like winter jackets, uh-huh. but no like pants. Amazon. <laughs> that doesn't do much for kids skiing at t- tomorrow morning. Yeah. Well, speaking of Amazon, I got a brand new camera that I'm excited to use for next week. So I might as well throw out the plug really quick. We're doing Facebook Live like next week at 9.30 Montana Standard Time. That's Mountain Standard Time. Montucky Time. Montucky Time. 7.30. No. 8.30 Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. 8.30 Pacific. 10.30 Central. uh, 11.30 Eastern. So... Check it out. It's going to look a lot better. It's going to be more professional because we had a good life shamed me and I had to go buy another <laughs> camera. It was just like theirs looked so good and they only did it once and it was like they weren't even trying and it was so much better than ours. So I'm not saying we're going to top them, but it's definitely going to up the game. The last time that happened was our microphones. We used to have this uh, this recorder. It's the same one I'm using now, but it has built-in mics. So I just hit record on this box and leave it in the middle of us while we talked over each other and everything. And uh, I hadn't really noticed how much better we had a good life was than us until I was on it. And then like listening and then comparing in my head, I was like, oh my God, their audio is like 10 times better than ours. So that was like right when I bought all the microphones and like all the screens and everything. So it's good for them to keep me up on my tech game. Got to get your tech game tight. That's right. Uh, but uh, by the way, check out We Had a Good Life, like cutting edge of technology, dude. <laughs> They're always right on the edge. And way better this week because they didn't do the word of the day. It was no, like, that's a downgrade. Are you kidding me, dude? It was like 40% better. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for them to not do that segment. For I don't know how many episodes, over two hundred for sure. Oh, they've skipped a few in there. It's somewhere around episode two. I decided they shouldn't do that segment anymore. <laughs> so I'm very happy to see them relieve it for a week. But I'm sure it'll be back next week. It'll be back. I just have a feeling. Maybe it was to ease us into 2017 because it was such a wretched year <laughs> for 2016. I don't know. Uh, last podcast without Trump. Hell yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a gift and a curse. What's the gift, dude? That we don't have Trump yet. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought you meant when he did become. Sorry. Uh, it's letting me know that 
there's a defender summary on my computer. Fuck you. Anyway, cool. maybe I should cut to this game like right away. Then we don't have so to deal that, with a laptop anymore. Yeah. I mean, like I, I kind of have it for notes, but I'd like to do away the audio. So instead of doing news, we're going to like cut to the fun game that I had lined up. So uh, if the laptop will work here, and that's a big if. Uh, Newstalk.com had the seven had seven of the best bad films ever made, and as far as I can tell, they didn't rank them. They just put the seven. They just made a list of seven. Yeah, and they're all legit. Like I will, I can vouch for every single one of these on the list. But I'm curious, like how much up on bad movies you are. So. First, first we're gonna like see if you can identify it from a sound clip, and then afterwards we're gonna rank them and just see where you place them. All right, because they didn't rank it, so I figure we can finish the job. Are, are you down for this? Let's do it. It's been a while since you watched a real bad movie. Yeah, it depends on what your definition of bad movie is. <laughs> I mean, like, gr- like super bad, but like fucking I'm, fun to watch. I'm looking. I'm pretty happy that. Uh, Death Race 2050 came out on Blu-ray this week, so <laughs> well, it's going to be in my wheelhouse in the next week. All right, well let's start. Let's start with number one here and see if you can uh, figure out what it is. All right, I could tell you know this one already. <laughs> that would be Mac and Me. Good job. That's that, right. I Paul troll Rudd's. my kids with that all the time. <laughs> Paul Rudd's masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Which you only get if you've seen it on Conan. <laughs> all right, should we roll off to number two? Get it? See what I did yeah. there? Roll off. All right. <laughs> Mastery. I have you no look clue on that one. All right. What if I were... I'll give you a hint. What if I were to tell you that it's the only anti-drug movie on this list? That would be Reefer Madness. Great job. <laughs> Needed a hint. But yeah, there's not... like That, that one's kind of overrated to me as like a great bad movie because I, th- I don't think it's that great. I think I saw it once, but I was stoned. Yeah, me too, <laughs> but it was like boring, if I'm being honest. There was like, like that scene was yeah, kind of funny, but it's even funnier if you can see it because the dude's just like, faster. And he's like, got a twitch, and he's like, faster. <laughs> it's just fucking stupid, but let's move on. Did you hear anything? I thought I did. Don't like hearing noises, especially when ain't supposed to be any. Yeah, sort of spooky-like. Maybe we're getting old. Whatever it is, it's gone now. That's the best thing for us, too. Gone. Yeah, let's go. 
Any idea what that is? No idea what that was. <laughs> there was other clips that I almost pulled, but that's my favorite one. Let, let me de- say, like, play this one more time. So keep in mind, this is two. All right, this is two grave diggers, and they hear a noise in the graveyard. So this is their discussion that they have. Did you hear anything? I thought I did. Don't like hearing noises, especially when there ain't supposed to be any. Yeah, sort of spooky like. Maybe we're getting old. Whatever it is, it's gone now. That's the best thing for us, too. Gone. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's like the worst dialogue. <laughs> Maybe we're getting old. <laughs> like, when you're old, you just start hearing shit. Everything <laughs> in this movie does not make sense at all. All right, I'll give you a hint. Uh, Tim Burton made a movie that talked about this movie a little bit. No idea. It's Plan 9 from Outer Space. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the movie was Ed Wood, so... Okay, so we hit two of them that the Alien Movie Project have done here. Mac and Me and, <laughs> and Plan 9 from Outer Space. This one is not in the Alien Movie Project, but holy shit, do they talk about this movie a lot. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's up? I have a problem with Lisa. She said that I hit her. <sighs> what? Well, did you? No, it's not true. Don't even ask. I used to know a girl. She had a dozen guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad, she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. (laughs) What a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. (laughs) I'm so happy I have you as my best friend, and I love Lisa so much. This is a truly wonderful, awful movie. (laughs) I can't place this one. The Room. Dude, it is amazing. The main character is, I don't know, some kind of foreign guy. Everything is dubbed, but he clearly dubbed his own voice over it. And so it's not in sync, but it's so bad and the acting is so terrible. And he directed it, produced it, wrote it, edited it, lit it, like everything. He literally did everything in this movie except for the other bad acting across from him. But just once again, dude... Like here's an acting class for you. Just like acting 101. If you don't if you don't know how to make an entrance, here's a great way to make an I entrance. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi Mark. <laughs> Just, the transition is fucking wonderful. Oh, hi Mark. Oh, hi Mark. <laughs> okay, I know you've seen this one, but I don't know if you'll get it. We'll find out. I am Torgo. I take care of the place while the master is away. But the child, I'm not sure the master would approve. Or the dog. The master doesn't like children. We only want to know where Valley Lodge is. Which way do we go? There is no place like that around here. Mike, I'm scared. It's getting dark. Well, Targo, which way is out of here? There is no way out of here. It will be dark soon. There is no way out of here. No way out? (laughs) Well, you know, we we could spend the night here and then tomorrow we could... Mike, 
I, I don't want to spend the night here. I don't like the looks of the place. Well, it seems we have no alternative. Well, how about it, Torgo? Can we spend the night here? Well, I don't know what else we can do. But, Mike, I don't want to stay here. And the master wouldn't approve. Don't worry about it. We're here now, and I'm sure the master won't throw us out. Well, how about it, Torgo? I don't want to stay. Let's leave. I don't know about it. I just don't know. <laughs> that dude's marriage is not gonna last. No, there there's some rocky times there. And Targos is not gonna have the master much longer, <laughs> I can guarantee it. So do you have any idea? Uh is that Nosferatu? No. Nosferatu's a silent film. Unless you're talking about the seventies one. No. Okay. Let me give you a hint. So it's one of the more famous mystery science theater episodes, and the dude has a robe that like ha- almost looks like wings with hands on them. Oh shit! I have seen that. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about it before. Yeah, I think it was one of the last mystery science theater movies I've seen too, and I couldn't Still tell you. Manos, the hands of fate. Manos. Okay, so that movie, other than maybe that one scene, is not really that entertaining i feel like but it's a fucking amazing episode of mystery science theater (laughs) like it is a real good one okay i guarantee you're gonna get this one but let's just play it Ah, Why can't I think of the name of that right now? Oh, Brandon. It's going to kill me. It's got Nick Cage. Oh, the Wicker Man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, Dude, There's just saying Nick Cage isn't going to give that to you. I know it was on the tip of your tongue. Okay, this next one. I don't know if you've seen, but if you haven't, you need to fucking check it out. You can probably watch it on YouTube. (laughs) Here we go. Elliot, what kind of idiotic joke is this? You scared the shit out of me. I'm the victim of a nocturnal rapture. I have to release my lowest instincts with a woman. Release your instincts in the bathroom. Are you nuts? You trying to turn me into a homo? Wouldn't it be too hard? If my father discovers you here, he'd cut off your little nuts and eat them. He can't stand you. And and you? I like you. But my family doesn't like you. They say you're good for nothing and that you spend way too much time with your friends. Oh, oh, but I swear I never see them. Elliot, how long is this going to take? We're sick of waiting for you. Uh, don't you want to come to Tonino's with us, Holly? Uh, don't you want some pizza? Man, you know, these are cute. These are cute. Hey! Hey! Do you see? What's wrong with having friends? Nothing. If you want to remain a virgin for life, you take them to bed with you, too. And I don't believe in group sex. Is it true that your family's going on vacation tomorrow? Yes. I'll come with you. 
Okay, I'll tell my father that you're coming with us tomorrow. Where are we going? Nilbog, a wonderful half-empty town. It's an exchange. A family from the country is coming to live here, and we're going to live in their house. Oh, Elliot, it will be wonderful. Any idea? No. Okay, well, the first thing I gotta say is, as first rate as that acting sounds on audio, <laughs> it's like, Ten times as bad if you actually see it. <laughs> this is from the legendary movie Troll Two. Oh, I saw the documentary. Oh yeah, yeah, the best worst movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I recommend to people too. Is like either watch the documentary and then watch the movie, or just do both. Like definitely do both. But. uh Oh, it's such a great movie, dude. It's so fucking bad. There's another, there's another scene I could have included that was quicker, but it's like, uh, he goes, Oh my God, they're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. Ah! <laughs> and he has a fly on his head the whole time, too. It just like lands on his head and just stays there. It's not a stunt fly, either. <laughs> So that's some that's some uh, fucking legendary movie. So how would you rate these? We got Mac and Me, Reefer Madness, Plan Nine, The Room, Manos, The Wicker Man, and Troll Two. What would you say is the like the least entertaining out of all those movies? We'll go least entertaining to most entertaining because I think that's more what we're yeah. getting at here, right? Yeah, they're all legendary films in the wrong way. <laughs> Every one of them. So we got Mac and Me, Reefer Madness, Plan Nine, The Room, Manos, Hands of Fate, The Wicker Man, and Troll Two. Probably Reefer Madness at the bottom of the list. Yeah, yeah it's fucking boring. <laughs> Don't waste your time. Like, if you're gonna waste your time, I guess go on YouTube because it's on there for free. That is for sure. And it's if you're stoned and want somebody to watch, pick something way better than Reefer Madness. Yeah, watch like Up in Smoke or something. Watch something actually funny. Or watch like PSA commercials from the 80s. That's way more funny than Get Reefer Get stoned and watch Fantasia like the rest of us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so, so Reefer Madness at the bottom. What's next, would you say? Um, I'm probably going to go Manos, Hands of Fate. Uh, myself, I think that's the the second least entertaining yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. So we got our bottom two. So left, what's left is we got Mac and me plan nine, the room, the wicker man and troll two. Um, this is hard, dude. This <laughs> is a good crop of movies. Like this is a real good. I'm probably going to go Mac and me as entertaining as the wheelchair scene is. It's like, there's a couple of really funny moments that are real bad but a lot of that movie is real hard to watch <laughs> i don't know i i have that as like number two on my list but is it number two for the wheelchair scene or is it like number two for the whole movie the whole movie okay i just want i just wanted to like lay our cards out i've here. watched it not too long ago so okay i can fairly say that okay so that's not your bo- well what would you put the next third to last then Still got Troll 2, Wicker Man, uh, The Room, Plan 9. Probably Plan 9. Plan 9. You haven't seen it, though, have you? No. Dude, 
I, I just got to say, like, I get it because you haven't seen it. But when you see it, it'll move up your list. Dude. <laughs> and that's another one you can watch on YouTube if you want. Like, it's it's uh, public domain. So shit is hilarious. <laughs> I'm muzzled by the army brass. It's like a line in it, too. Uh, and it sounds like this dude is doing, like, the poetry of, like, a 10-year-old through parts of it. He's just like, <laughs> death. It's the sweet embrace that takes us all one day. And it's just like, what do you do? Like it narrates over it for no reason at all that I can discern. (laughs) And it's about aliens who have like a vampire looking girl who create zombies to destroy Earth, I think. I don't like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> it's almost like they cobbled together a couple ideas or just like made a stew of it and the stew didn't really gel. And they're like, yeah, whatever, eat it. Like it doesn't matter the potatoes aren't cooked and the carrots are overcooked. Like just eat it. Uh okay. So Okay, so you took Reefer Madness off the board. You took Mac... No, haven't taken Mac and Me off the board. Uh, you took Reefer Madness off the board, took Plan 9 off, and you took Manos off. What are you going in the middle here? So you got the Wicker Man, Troll 2, the Room. Uh, Probably the Room next. Oh, and Wicker Man. Did yeah. I say Wicker Man? Okay. Probably the room next. Have you yeah. seen the room? No. It's another one you gotta see. Dude. It's so good. <laughs> Once again, dude, just an absolute like school of acting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this should be easier. So you got three left to rank. You got the Wicker Man, Troll Two, and uh Mac and Me. Uh I think the last three are gonna be uh Troll Two, Mac and Me. And Wicker Man number one. Okay, I, I, have you seen all three of those? If you count the documentary of Troll Two, yeah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> Does have like most of the the scenes that you want to see <laughs> in that documentary. It's just like Troll Two. It can't be stated like how fucking bizarre and awful that movie is like it's it's made by and i know you know this because you saw the documentary uh the documentary we've been talking about is i think it's called best worst movie yeah is that what it's called okay and it's made by the kid in troll 2 all grown up and so he tries to like find a bunch of people that were in the movie because it's it's sort of a celebrated movie for being so bad and so it's really interesting. He like finds like the guy like the guy who plays his father who is basically a dentist in real life. He wasn't even <laughs> an actor. Like a bunch of these people weren't even actors. They were just cobbled together. And it was a director who didn't speak English, who had his lines translated to English that don't always quite translate right. And then they made him do like line readings and he wouldn't let him derivate off of the script. <laughs> So, like, they're just doing these awful line readings that don't make sense. It's a sequel to a movie that has nothing to do with the original movie. There's not even trolls in this movie. There's goblins. That's when when she talks about that that town, Nobog, or whatever. Like, it's goblin backwards. Nolbog or something like that. But it's, like, goblin backwards. It doesn't even have a troll 
in the movie. That's how not related to Troll it is. Uh, very entertaining. The Wicker Man we know all about, I'm sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> like horrible Nick Cage remake that's just like hilarious because of the bees. Do you the think bees. Conan O'Brien is sort of responsible for making that that scene famous? I know the wheelchair seat of Mac and me, he certainly is. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd, hands down, has everything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Although it was funny, because I remember that scene before Paul Rudd's, like, used it on Conan all the really? time. Really? I never saw it till I saw it on Conan. Oh, I, I don't know why, but I watched that movie a lot as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're too poor to like to get ET, so they're just like, let's get Mac and me out of the dollar bin, get him some GoBots too. <laughs> I don't know why. Why did I see that movie so much? I didn't, dude, I, just, I have I just, no idea. I just thought it was more like funner to watch as a kid than ET was. Just because how bad it is. I'll, I'll be honest. Right now, it's way more fun to watch than E.T. for me. <laughs> and I think I felt that as a kid, though. Yeah. Well, we liked... If but, you, I mean, I, I liked E.T. If you think back to our entire friendship, we've always enjoyed a good, bad movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, So, we're going back to eighth grade, because that's as long as we've known each other. But I know back in eighth grade, we were fucking renting the worst horror movies we could find. Intentionally finding the worst horror movies (laughs) we could find. There was just something about it, man. And that's sort of what I miss with, like, streaming. They're all there and right at your fingertips. But there's something about finding that one. Yeah, like, actually having to go and, like getting just the worst fucking video and you're like how the fuck did this get in the store (laughs) why did they buy this for their store (laughs) (laughs) like i feel i just feel bad for them (laughs) they fucking bought this but yet here we are renting it so i guess it was a good idea Yeah, I feel like I feel like the first thing that I truly bonded with you over was the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Because I remember you like coming over to my house and my dad had all those records out and like I had flat like the Flash Gordon soundtrack sitting out. And I remember you being like like looking at it and being like, That's cool and I was like, Oh yeah, it's such a great soundtrack. Have you ever heard it? You're like, Oh yeah, like we have it. And I was like Really? And it was just like right away. It was just like, this is my best friend. Because <laughs> I was raised on that shit, dude. So it was unusual for me to find somebody else who loved it as much as I do. And I forget sometimes because I have such a like over gleeful love of Flash Gordon. Like I keep forgetting that it's not a universal love of Flash Gordon. <laughs> Because I feel like it should be. I feel like everybody should love that movie, but alas, it's not the case. (laughs) It's not the case at all. There's a reason why it's a cult classic. By the way, I read something fucking crazy. Uh, Brian Blessed plays uh, Fulton. 
He fucking climbed Mount Everest without oxygen and stayed up there longer than any other human has ever stayed out there without oxygen. Like that's including Sherpas, dude. Like he did it longer than Sherpas. He did it so long that like scientists didn't even think it was possible for a human to do it that long. And he was fine. No brain damage or anything. He really is a hawk, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, like he's fucking. That just like I read that and I was like, that is so fucking cool. And there's a bunch of other stuff about him too. I don't remember now, but maybe he had a bullet in him. I don't know. <laughs> but dude's a badass man. On top of like being an amazing actor, and I mean amazing in quotes. Like, <laughs> dude has like 42 more teeth than any other human in his head, <laughs> or at least it looks that way. It definitely looks that way. So. <laughs> Um, I think we're trying to make it to Salt Lake Comic Con this spring. Really? Yeah. What is what is there to see at Salt Lake uh, Comic Con? I'm curious. So there's a lot of meet and greets. Okay. Um, the few of them that I've seen so far that really have grabbed my attention, uh, Stan Lee is his <sighs> final. That his final ones in Salt Lake, or his this will be his last one in Salt Lake for sure. Okay, yeah, I so heard I he know. did his last one in Canada because he can't like he doesn't want like it's too hard for him to get over yeah. the border anymore. So he's gonna do that one. Uh, they just announced today their Judge Reinhold. <laughs> yeah, dude, Judge Reinhold. I would love to meet Judge Reinhold. Um. The guy that plays Ezekiel in uh, The Walking Dead. Don't remember. Oh, I haven't seen it the, yet. That's yeah. why. He's also... God, he, there, there was a... He must have died quick if he's at a Comic-Con already. <laughs> uh, it also had uh, Abraham, the guy who played Abraham. Okay. It's going to be there. Uh, there's some other ones I'm totally blanking on right now. Anybody from Evil Dead? No. Anybody from uh, like Star Wars, Star Trek? Those seem like gimmies. Battlestar Galactica. Are you actually looking it up there? Yeah, I'm looking. When is this Comic-Con anyway? Uh, the third week of March. The third week of March. Like right around St. Yeah. Time. Yeah, I couldn't do that one. That's like right in my wife's birthday week, and there is no way that she would be happy like at a Comic Con for her birthday. That is not something she'd be willing to do. <laughs> but I heard there's one at Denver. Uh maybe I'll check out one yeah. in Denver at some point. Did you find that? Uh Chris Sarandon. Oh, from The Princess Bride. Yeah. Nice. Do you know he's also the voice of Jack Skellington from The Nightwear Before Christmas? No, I didn't know that. I I should explain. Um, remember when we watched that in high school? No, I don't remember watching it okay. in high school. I only remember it because it was literally the last time I sat down to watch a whole movie. I didn't actually love that movie. <laughs> no, I, I don't either, but my kids okay. do. Okay. Yeah, mine do too, and my wife. My wife thinks it's like a classic movie, and it's one of those things like every year 
I hear it on every list for the best Christmas movies and the best Halloween movies. And I just sit there and silently say nothing <laughs> because I figure I'm just like so far in the minority on it. But I kind of feel like that movie's, you know what? I'm not even going to talk garbage. I just, it's not for me. I don't like no. musicals. I don't like Tim Burton. Uh, there's nothing for me in that movie. <laughs> I don't get much out of it either. So. Yeah, although I always like to punch a hole in it when people try and say Tim Burton. I'm like, well, he produced it. They're like, yeah, but he made the sketches or whatever. It's like, yeah, but he didn't direct it. It's not a Tim no. Burton movie still. He just threw his name on it. That's what an egotist he is. It's His name's literally in the title, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's about all that's he really did with dude. that movie. He like got money for it, did the sketches, and then slapped his name on it. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Way to go. Adrian Paul. Yeah, oh, from uh, the Highlander. The Highlander, show. the TV show. Yeah, I don't even care. <laughs> about yeah. that one. I know some people who would be super excited, though. Yeah. I was I, more like Highlander 1 and Highlander 3 fan. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried with the second one. Yeah. I think if you want to go back and listen to old box office battles, you can hear me. I like I was really looking forward to it. I was convinced that it had become a movie that was so bad it was good, even though I hadn't seen it since high school. It's and it's just bad. not, dude. It's just bad. <laughs> it's always going to be just bad. It was kind of entertaining to watch. Like, just no. how bad, bad, no. bad it was. No, it, was, it, it didn't turn the corner to good, bad. No, it's just impressive how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a problem, too. <laughs> Like, Plan 9 from Outer Space is impressive with how bad it is. <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> this is just boring, bad movie. There's, like, one good line and two good lines in it, I think. They're both, like, Ramirez lines. Oh, yeah. Ramirez yeah. is the only thing worth watching in that shit show. Yeah. It's not even, like, it's not Christopher Lambert's fault, either. It's just, like, it's a shitty movie that apparently had a lot of turmoil and just didn't. <laughs> there was a lot making that crash <laughs> yeah it took a lot of people to make that vehicle crash into the mountain <laughs> wall <laughs> like, uh what were we talking about before oh, the, the last the last two on there were uh carrie elways and then <gasps> stan lee that yeah for either one of those i would make that track dude like either one of those guys because like Stan Lee is a fucking legend like we all know I, that you ain't getting no time to talk to Stan no. Lee though <laughs> that's not a thing that's gonna happen like if I could get an autograph that's probably like if you can just get in the room that's pretty great yeah I'm in just sharing air with Stan Lee he ain't gonna be around much longer I mean that's the thing he's in his 90s at this point like yeah he is on his way out. And Carrie L's, dude, I'm reading As You Wish right now. Uh, my coworker, Esther, like, lent me the book, and I really got to get on it and finish it and get it back to her. But such a good book, dude. Like, he just, like, wrote the ultimate fan fucking love letter to that movie. <laughs> and it's great because he's the star of the movie, too. And it's not, like, an ego trip or anything. It's just, like... It's so abundantly clear when you're reading it that he's as much of a fan of it as everybody else is. 
Nice. Yeah. So it's like a lot of interesting stories too. Like there was one take where Andre, like when they're all sitting there at the gate, like trying to figure out how they're going to get inside to rescue Buttercup. Andre the Giant let out this fart that literally like was so loud that the sound engineers like had to throw off their headphones. And I guess it was just horrible and they couldn't stop laughing for like 45 minutes after it happened. Oh my God. Do you imagine, man? <laughs> he could probably clear room. Yeah, like if you could look like Beyonce in a video just because you're standing behind Andre the Giant's fart. That's a real problem. <laughs> That's a real problem. <laughs> but that'd be great. I like Carrie Ells or, or Stanley. You're fucking lucky, man. Like that's that's gonna be the shit. Yeah. But how? Like, what are you looking forward to seeing there? Um, if I could see Stanley, it'd probably be the worth going for. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are mostly okay not like excited about cariels a little bit but it's i mean it's not like a showstopper that'd be a showstopper for me man i like especially after reading this book but even before the book i just i love the princess bride so much it's just uh (laughs) and you could go up and be like I did a commentary track for your movie, The Princess Bride. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that'll go over real well. Yeah, that'll be real great. (laughs) But you're in it for for Stan the Man. Stan the Man. What do you think he's going to do? I don't know. He's going to tell stories about writing something, right? He's going to yell Excelsior at some point. That's probably bank on that one. You know, it's interesting. I was actually just watching something today with Stan Lee. Uh, Did you ever see the show Dinner for Five? No. So it was on IFC a few years ago, like maybe a decade ago, maybe longer. It was probably before Iron Man, so it's going back a ways. But uh, it was John Favreau's show, and he would sit down and eat dinner with four like generally actors but sometimes it was like directors or producers and they're all they're always like people you know and he sits down and has dinner with them they have like a conversation it's like a really great conversation it's kind of like podcasting before podcasting was a thing you know what i mean like they just yeah. have these long conversations and they'll take snippets and plug together the best over a half hour well these are all on youtube now so I realized this. I was like, ooh. And so I put in one that Kevin Smith was guest hosting for John Favreau. And so it was Kevin Smith, Jason Lee, uh, Stan Lee, J.J. Abrams, and Mark Hamill. Damn. Yeah. And it was like, it was such a great, like, it was such a great five people. Because for one thing, it reminds you of, like, how incestuous, like, Hollywood is in a way. Like how everybody like works with everybody if you're established because like you have like Kevin Smith there is hosting the show right and like he directed like Jason Lee and basically got his start and then his second movie is Mallrats which he did with Stan Lee so, and Jason Lee and Jason Lee right <laughs> right I was getting to that so, didn't I start with like Jason Lee's first movie yeah anyway uh and then there's uh. 
there's a uh, Mark Hamill who worked with him on uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and then there's also J.J. Abrams who like Kevin Smith then recorded a Stormtrooper voice for The Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams who would later work with Mark Hamill, right? Right. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, and then on top of it, like J.J. Abrams wrote regarding Henry. When he was in college, it was one of really? the first screenplays he ever wrote. Yeah. And so that was like a Harrison Ford connection, which goes into Star Wars, which I guess like kind of helped a little bit, like him getting that Star Wars job because they really wanted Harrison Ford on board and he already liked J.J. Abrams. They don't talk about Force Awakens in this because it wasn't a thing yet. Like this was too long ago. Yeah. You know, but I'm just sitting there like looking at this like collection of people excuse me sorry and i'm just like this is this is kind of impressive and like stan lee really started marvel and like most of star wars comics not all of them but most of them were through marvel but so you got like the stan lee connection with like jj abrams and mark hamill again (laughs) right and like it just goes on and on and on like you just look at these segments of people and you can just like connect them into things but it was just like wow this is like a really incestuous group like in a way you know and not all of them had even happened at that point but yeah um it's i also liked it because it had like kevin smith's sort of 90s mullet almost like he hadn't quite cut it off yet so it was like yeah kind of stuck straight up on the top a little bit long in the back like not as much as when he was younger but looked kind of funny watching it (laughs) I kind of felt that way, uh, and I talked about it a little bit on one of the last podcasts. Was when I watched, uh, I recently rewatched Chasing Amy on Netflix. They were talking about Chasing Amy too, quite a bit. Yeah, and it was really, it was kind of weird, like seeing everybody in it, because like Casey Affleck has a cameo mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, uh, Matt Damon has a cameo in it. Yep, that was Matt Damon's first movie. Or first, no, that's not true. He was in uh, Toy Soldiers, I think. But it was like he had a bigger part, and most of it got cut from Chasing Amy. And like Kevin Smith felt real bad about it because he was a super nice guy, but he just didn't need the scenes. There's like a scene where he's like, he's arguing with Ben Affleck in this, like, at, at the very opening of the movie, he's arguing with Ben Affleck about, um, something with comics and like arguing about something. And then like he starts arguing with Banky and then Banky goes to sort of show off and he like takes a garbage can and throws it through the window of like this comic shop. (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, well I'm fucking rich. So who cares? (laughs) It's like walking off and they cut the whole scene because they just didn't like help the movie at all. Yeah. And then there was a scene with uh, Ethan Soupley and Jason Lee together. Mm hmm. (laughs) Which yeah, was yeah. pre My Name also, is Earl. Yeah, and pre Chasing Amy, there's a scene with them together in uh, Mall Rats because you can't see the sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, just like looking like, because they had a like a three, four minute conversation in Chasing yeah, Amy. Yeah, because isn't he like a fanboy and he's talking yeah. not very brightly about the characters? Yeah, well, it's kind of... Almost like the uh, Chris Farley. Remember that time? (laughs) (laughs) 
that was awesome yeah i was talking i was actually talking about this movie at work a little while ago and i was i was mentioning like it's super 90s when you watch it it's now. very like it's, 90s. it's the same thing as like 10 things i hate about you in a different way like they're both super 90s but they're both still a good watch like they're still entertaining like good movies but like you watch it and it's just like ooh, i need to i need to shower some of this 90s off of me when you finish <laughs> it you know i think they both have a mighty mighty boss tone song in it <laughs> it should tell you how 90s it is uh yeah but it was it was a pretty interesting watch like they're all on youtube you can just check them out at any time but uh, mark hamill started into a story about how when they when they after they had wrapped empire when they were talking about doing jedi he like talked to george lucas and he he was convinced from what he saw in empire that like darth vader was gonna turn luke evil and so he was trying to talk George into it and being like, no, no, we should. Like, we should have him go evil. And then he'll get, like, his hair will kind of, like, look like an Asian assassin and, like, kind of be up and then, like, in a top knot and stuff with, like, a tail on the back. And then he's going to kill, like, Han or Leia or somebody that the audience cares about. And then, like, when he has him in the crosshairs, he realizes he can't do it. And that's when he turns back. And, of course, Lucas didn't go that way. But he was, like, it was kind of frustrating because he really, like, shut me down and said no. But then he's, like, I'm watching the prequels. And they show, Man, he like, got Qui-Gon. <laughs> yeah, well, they show Anakin. And that's exactly how his hair is. Like yeah. when he's going his father. So he was like, apparently the idea stuck with him, but he just, he refused to do it for Jedi. <laughs> so now we got a cr- crusty, feeble old white guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I, I it was entertaining. I, I really like Mark Hamill. Like it's, it's one of those things like I've always liked Mark Hamill just from the age, but like the more and more I've been seeing him, he's one of us, man. You know what I mean? Like, I do feel like I could just sit down in a room with Mark Hamill and have a conversation with him. And, like, I would play down. I know enough to play down the Star Wars stuff. Like, if he yeah. brought it up, it would be cool. But I know, like, he's super cool talking about any of his DC stuff. The Star Wars stuff, he seems to get a little bit, like, I, he seems a little bit weird about it. And I think it's because... He does. He said something about he doesn't really remember a lot of it. He was pretty young, and that was quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Like think of like trying to remember all the details from when you were like seventeen on something, Eesh. and then keep in mind he's got like another twenty nine years on us. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. I get it, <laughs> but uh, I like Mark Hamill a lot. That was the point I was getting at. Uh, we should move on to some new news. Did you see the new trailer for uh, the Russian Guardians movie? There's a new trailer? There's a new trailer. Nice. I haven't seen it with the English dubbed over yet, but uh, it's just more of the same. It looks pretty fun. Like, uh, There's a part where they like have a silent part towards the end of the trailer, and they're like in the elevator. And, like, the bears just in the elevator taking up the whole elevator. <laughs> so it's, it seems like it's got a little bit of that Marvel sense of humor to it, too. I totally saw that from the first 
trailer. Yeah. But it's hard to tell like how much of that is just like not understanding their culture. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of that's universal humor. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Like one guy filling up an elevator is gotta be funny in, in most cultures. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Especially a bear. <laughs> if he's a bear that helps. In Soviet Russia, bear ride you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Damn it, Yakov Smirnoff. Yeah. Go back to your 80s. <laughs> I was explaining to my boss who who Yakov Smirnoff was. He's two years younger than us, but I started to think about it. That two years, man, that, it's understandable. That two years just cut him out of the Yakov experience altogether. <laughs> like, your brother was in it, but it's because, you know, you were probably in it a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I feel really, like I was like on the was, border. Right? But I mean, like, did you ever see a stand-up thing he did or any of his shows or anything? Like, I feel like I did. Yeah, but I, so he probably saw it by proxy and knew about it. But Eli was on his own, man. <laughs> he didn't have that Yakov presence. <laughs> so it's just, and I don't feel bad for him. I mean, Yakov is not really that funny to begin with. No, he was kind of a one-trick pony that like uh, tricked out once the Soviet Union. Once was the done. Soviet Union fell, it's yeah. My grandma saw him, and uh, where was it? It's like the little entertainment city. It's like Reno. No, littler than Reno. I don't. I don't know if it's even in Nevada. Oh God, I can't think of the name of oh, it. Oh, uh, jackpot. No, but on that level, it's definitely on that level. It's, it's something with a B, maybe Bryson or oh, uh, uh, Benson. No, no, not Benson. Who's uh, the governor? Branson. Branson. Yes. Yes. Yakov like totally is the headliner in Branson and has been for a long Branson's time. the old people's reading. Yeah. Yeah. And my my grandma like went to Branson a couple of years ago and was just over the moon about Yakov Smirnoff. And she was like, No, you gotta understand about this comedian. He's so fun. and she starts talking about it. I was like, Are you talking about Yakov Smirnoff? And she's like, Yeah, that was him. And I'm like I know, Grandma. He's like really big, and then like the Soviet Union collapsed, and nobody thought he was funny anymore because he was like the enemy. She's like, "Oh no, no, no! Like he left Hollywood and left L.A. because he was tired of the fake lifestyle." And it was like, "Yeah, no. but also like he couldn't get work anymore." <laughs> and it, it was it it was a little bit sad because you could tell he just totally like reworked himself for the old crowd. I, I have no ill will towards Yakov. He seemed like a nice guy. I just like, he did seem like a one trick pony to me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But he probably, I could say he probably had more material, but everybody knew him for the, the Russian stuff. Yeah. And once Russia wasn't a thing anymore, <laughs> like, it, I, once the Soviet Union fell, it wasn't like a big a presence an unknown presence i guess it, it's kind of hard to describe to somebody who didn't go up up through the cold war what it was yeah it was well it was because you're not supposed to laugh at the enemy 
right? Like this was a guy who like, but at least by the time we were the age we were, I mean, we were, see Berlin wall fell 89, 89. Yeah. So we were 10. So at this point we were conditioned to like the Russians are evil. Right. I mean, like I knew my dad told me like Russians are not evil. They're just people. There's a government, but I don't think I had a real good understanding of it because everything we fucking watched was like the Soviets are evil, right? Like down to the Olympics. It was just like, it's us, the good guys versus the Soviets, the bad guys. Just watch any Rocky movie, Rocky three, watch Rocky three. You'll understand Rocky four. You got your Rocky movies. Rocky three. So he's watching Rocky three. They're like, I don't understand what this got to do with clubber lane. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Look, when you see Apollo and you see Rocky running on the beach and then jump up and down in slow motion and half shirts and embrace each other, that's like the Soviet Union in the U.S., man. It's a perfect allegory for it. What? <laughs> I don't understand what you were getting at now. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Four. That's the one where he ends the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> It's so great. I wonder if like people hear us say that and then like wonder what the fuck happened where he ended the Cold War. Like I wonder if they're picturing like a Rambo scenario in their head. <laughs> no, he literally punched a guy in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Russian. He beats it like Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren is playing the, the Russian uh and he beats the shit out of him. And then Right before the fight's over, so the crowd just keeps chanting for um, for Lundgren's character. Why can't I think of the name? Oh, my God, dude. This is something that should be on the top of my head. Anyway, they're chanting for him, and then the crowd turns, and they start chanting for Rocky at a certain point because Rocky shows so much heart in the ring, which right away would never happen, right? But um, Gorbachev is there, and who is the premier of Russia at the time, and he's with like a couple of like high looking, you know, fur coat, coons cap, skin wearing whatever, like <laughs> the fur government official, yeah, the fur hat, like government officials. And when the crowd starts turning on Rocky, like when they show Gorbachev, the crowd starts to boo at him and throw things at him. And he looks really nervous. It's just, it's literally like a three second scene, but they're basically inferring in that scene that because of Rocky, the Russians are turning against the Soviets, (laughs) right? Like I'm not making this up. This literally happens in the movie. There is a real, there's a real intention in that three seconds to be like, yeah, you know, Rocky just ended the cold war. Like it's basically (laughs) slide like, taking credit for ending the cold war (laughs) it's amazing but uh getting back to the point there's a new guardians movie or trailer i do you think this will come to helena i'm willing to bet that it absolutely will not come to helena i don't see it coming to helena yeah and i'd be a little bit afraid to pay for it online because like what kind of sketchy like Russian site are you just like all of a sudden they have access to all your porn files? Like what just happened? 
Nobody has porn files anymore. No, that's true. <laughs> Everybody streams that shit. They're just finding your history. No. <laughs> <sighs> you already put Trump in charge of our country. You can't do anything worse to us. <laughs> Go ahead. They could release Read your my computer. Tape. What's that? My P tape? <laughs> You're not supposed to know about that. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Trump, did you hear about Rob Schneider's big, big moment? No. <laughs> Why am I even care what's happening in Rob Schneider's world? So, kids, those of you who don't know who Rob Schneider is. He's basically the guy that people, me and Brandon's age, are embarrassed to ever admit we liked, but then we turned 11 and we got over it, but somehow we just kept having a career for a few years. Mostly Adam Sandler's fault, I think. Uh, So Rob Schneider (laughs) basically got called to task because, did you hear about the whole thing with John Lewis, like the, the senator from Georgia? Yes. So basically he said he's not going to Trump's inauguration and that he thinks that Trump is an illegitimate president, right? Like nothing that a lot of people don't think already. Uh, so he, he says this, and then on Martin Luther King Day, Rob Schneider tried to explain who Martin Luther King was to John Lewis. What? Yeah, because he was basically trying to say that, like, if I'm correct, and I don't really care how correct I am, because for fuck's sake, it's Rob Schneider. But basically what he was trying to tell him is, like, Martin Luther King believed in being exclusive, and so you should be exclusive, and tried to explain who he was and what he did in the civil rights movement to John Lewis. Which was probably pretty insulting because uh, John Lewis is one of the few living people who was in Martin Luther King's inner circle. Right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Rob Schneider would be doing some mansplaining (laughs) to a black man. Is is that white-splaining? Is that a thing? He was white-splaining to to John Lewis. So way to go, Rob Schneider. Wow. And it was really funny because I was on Twitter and there was like a million different people who all had the same exact idea, but you could tell weren't just passing a meme that they saw from somebody else. They were making their own memes and everybody loved to show the memes of like Rob Schneider doing all these different ethnicities that he was so happy to do. Like he did like a Chinese guy in one movie. He did so, a Polynesian yeah, he's got guy. a super big like teeth and his like his fucking cone hat from World War Two and all that. Oh, it's so funny, Rob Schneider. Yeah, he did his Polynesian guy. He did like a really dirty looking Middle Eastern guy. I think in Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm noticing a trend like these Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> he managed to do all these really <sighs> like hurtful, awful stereotypes. But I'm glad he knows the meaning of Martin Luther King. Is <laughs> willing to and explain it to people? A member who knew of him. Martin Luther King Jr.'s circle. Yep. Yep. But That's the, the only way that that could be worse is if he was literally explaining who Martin Luther King Jr. was to Martin Luther King the Third. 
Like this, literally <laughs> the Coretta only way King. it could get worse. Is or Coretta? Coretta King? Is Coretta still alive? I don't know. If he explained to Coretta, that's <laughs> that's like tops, right? Like you can't get any yeah. worse than that. That's just way to go, Rob Schneider. At least, at least he deleted his tweet when he was done, because you know nobody's gonna know about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Just making up stuff from 16 years ago. Oh, uh, it's amazing, dude. <laughs> so I did have a review. I started watching uh, on Netflix, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Okay, the only thing I know about this is that it's got uh, that guy whose name I can't remember. He's like, high five, Jerry, from the Venture Patrick Brothers. Warburton. Patrick Warburton, yes. He's literally all I know. He's the narrator. Um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris plays Count Olaf. Okay. I don't know. So Doogie Hauser. Yeah. He'll always be Doogie to me. Yeah. (laughs) Doogie Hauser. I can't name Sam Beckett, Bud Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) Those actors captured my imagination in their roles and aren't allowed to be any other characters or themselves. (laughs) Um. I don't know. Did you watch the, um, what the hell's his name? Wow. I work too much. <laughs> did you watch the, the movie they did a few years ago? And I, I can't think of the guy's name. Neil Patrick Harris? No. The, the series of unfortunate. Uh, no, I didn't watch that piece of shit. Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I think I have a clip of it. Hold on, it's right here. I'm pretty sure it had Paul <laughs> Rudd in it, right? <laughs> That's off a cliff in a wheelchair. <laughs> Was that a clip of that movie? No. Series of unfortunate events? Oh, sorry. This is a Paul Rudd clip. No. <laughs> I think they got the tone of the series right. Okay. Um Have you read these books? A little bit, not much. Okay. I know my kids have read most of them. And I, because there's like 15 or 17 of I them. I got the impression there's a lot of them. So, um, but Patrick Warburton's really great. Okay. Because <laughs> um, he plays the Lemony Snicket, the narrator, and he just like stops in and out like throughout the show and adds narration where it's needed, but it's, he's really fun to listen to. <laughs> Now, is this something that you would watch without having your kids present? Mm, yes or no, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yes. That is so not an answer, dude. <laughs> I'm a nerd enough I probably would watch it a little bit. Just because of kids. Patrick Warburton? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was just trying to get like a, a pulse, but you can't say yes or no, maybe. <laughs> like, that is the biggest fucking cop-out ever. Because, like, I wouldn't, like, purposely watch that just 
because of what it is. I mean, it is really for kids, but it's kind of got a real dark tone to it. Yeah. So it's it's digestible as an adult. Yeah. Okay. And how many episodes in are you? Uh two. How many are there? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm sh- there's a series. I th- it's of them. a. I think there's <laughs> there's 13. a series of these unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about that new Drew Barrymore show that's going to be on Netflix the, about the cannibals or zombies? No. Zombies, yeah. I mean, cannibals sorta, but they're definitely zombies. Uh, you know, I haven't heard anything about it. I saw they did a there was a a promo they did during the Golden Globes is all I've seen. Yeah, I've seen two of the promos they did where they made it look like a diet, but it's about eating people. Yeah. So it's like, I think they're somewhat vague on it, but if you realize it's about zombies, it's kind of funny. I, I don't know. I'll check it out. I, like Drew Barrymore is one of those people like she can really go either way, but I'll never hate her in anything. Like I'll either I'll either find it charming or just not for me. What about Charlie's Angels? Oh, it's charming. <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> Angels is charming. I love that movie. Uh, full Throttle, not for me. <laughs> Fifty first dates. Uh, I found it charming when I first watched it on a date will not watch it again for whatever that says it was charming enough for like one watch but yeah all right how about you 50 first dates <sighs> eh. it's hard right yeah it's adam sandler it's just hard to give him any credit at this point rob schneider's probably in that fucking movie somewhere <laughs> Oh yeah, he plays the Polynesian guy. That's oh, where I was came it up in with... that movie. Yeah. No, fuck that movie, dude. Never mind. <laughs> All right, what about what about Bad Girls? Bad Girls. I think that's the one where they're like cowboys. I mean, cowgirls. I don't think I watched yeah, that. I was it either. <laughs> I was just I was just wondering. I was hoping to get a review of it. Uh, if she rides a mechanical bull at some point, I'm in. <laughs> what about E.T.? Yeah, not, no. not her, not just, her best just performance. Watch Ma- just watch Max and <laughs> Mac and me. Max and me, no, Mac and me. Just watch Mac and me, and like put a picture of her in the corner of the TV or something. <laughs> what do you think is the best Drew Barrymore movie? Best Drew Barrymore movie. I mean, there could be a case for E.T. The Wedding Singer. What's the one where she's like undercover is like, like she's a writer and she's pretending to be a high school student. Never been never kissed. Never been kissed. <laughs> is it never? The one Batman movie she was in? No. No, was. no, that was Nicole Kidman you're thinking of. No, I was actually thinking of Alicia Phil or Silverstone. Or oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody else who overpronounces their S's. Yeah, I don't know. She's been in so much stuff, but it's like, I mean, for legitimate classic, it's probably just E.T., right? Yeah. And you would rather watch Mac and me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love it. (laughs) 
yeah if like if you told me i had to like sit down and watch et or mac and me to save my kids i'm probably gonna watch mac and me (laughs) (laughs) to save your kids no, what's it's gonna like, happen? Are they in, like in a wheelchair and it suddenly rolls off the edge of a cliff and goes into a river, <laughs> which then goes over a waterfall? No, I mean like gun to my head. You have to watch one of these two movies. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch Mac and Me because I can laugh the shit through that one. What about watching Mac and Me for the? for the like hundredth time or watching the room for the first time what would you do at this point i might get the room a go yeah because i mean once again dude it's fucking oh, the, oh like, I'm, all, I'm all about finding her. a new bad true. movie it's bullshit i did not hit her <laughs> i did not it's bullshit oh hi mark, oh, hi, mark. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Dude, I had other news. Fuck the other news, dude. I'm fucking done. Do you got anything else to say? No. Anything else oh, you want to Oh, hi, Ma. <laughs> Take it easy. I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A not safe for network podcast. Take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. Uh, <laughs> you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt just liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege mm-hmm. of experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah, yeah, believe the mustache, because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not Something's right, and the characters pick off. up on it right away, and they lock him away. <laughs> you know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all-around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, <laughs> he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. The two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude. Oh, I'd yeah, be that worried punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have... Given that punching bag salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.